Hey guys, Daniel LaPlante here, and I just wanted to say you guys are about to watch unreleased episodes of The Shop. Obviously, they're now released, but before they were uploaded, they weren't released. I guess that technically is every podcast ever. These two episodes were recorded before the first actual episode of The Shop. So these two episodes of The Shop were back when the podcast was a different idea. The podcast was initially going to be Anthony explaining different comic book tropes, different comic book lores, histories to me, because at the time I really hadn't read anything. Like, uh, all I had really read was like a little bit of Hellboy that I had read through like high school and stuff. And then other than that, like I read like Sonic the Hedgehog as a kid and stuff like that, Archie comics. So I really hadn't like read anything. So this is all very new to me. And these episodes are great. <laughs> I love these episodes and I wanted to actually release them. They, they are a bit different. Uh, the format's a bit different, and I just kind of wanted to give a little prelude to them to kind of like put them in perspective. I, I really love listening to these things, though, so I'm so happy that they are finally going to be available to you guys. Uh, enjoy, I guess. Bon appetit. Mwah, whatever that thing uh, chefs do, that when they when they like food and they like kiss their fingers, because I don't know, maybe their fingers have like little bits of joy on them that from their joy of liking something. I just like the episode. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the shop where we talk about comics. Well, I talk about comics to a guy who has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Today, we're talking the ages of comics, and we might dive into the multiverse a bit. Are we just not going to introduce me at all? I was going to introduce you in a second. All right, well... Joining me. <laughs> well, no, now that you're not going to introduce me, I'm just going to introduce myself. Don't Thank you very much. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> My name is uh, Dan LaPlante. I, uh, you may you may know me. <laughs> you, uh, you may know me from such works as Movie Poopy. And, uh, and Pokemon is fun. And I, I'm Anthony, and I'm the other person in Movie Poopy. Yeah. And you may know me from – oh, yeah, welcome to Page Flip, by the way. Uh, Page Flip is going to be my channel talking about comics. There's going to be reviews and stuff. And Well, they know that. They're avid subscribers to you. Well, I'm assuming this this is probably going to be the first thing that goes up. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, and I know jack shit about comics, and Anthony knows way too much. Yeah. So Except for I'm in constant <laughs> fear that my knowledge is wrong, and then everyone will make fun of me. Yeah, well, I mean, I already <laughs> make fun of you. <laughs> So if my knowledge is wrong, make fun of me and then I'll improve. Yeah. So today uh, we're going to be talking about the ages, uh, how they work, and uh, what happened in all of them. So you ready to go? I am already confused, but sure. All right. We're talking the ages of comics. <laughs> all right. Let me pull up my handy notes real quick. The first age we're going to be talking about is the golden age of comics, which spans from 1938 to approximately 1950, according to many websites that I've... I actually knew that, but not at all. You did? Well, I knew what that... What do you know about I it? I knew that the 1940s was kind of a golden age. Because recently, uh, because I've been kind of learning about the DC animated stuff, I was kind of going back to, uh, you know, the 1940s Superman. I watched an episode of that, so I just kind of ended up looking on Wikipedia about some golden age stuff. And I didn't really learn a whole lot <laughs> um, because it was just very brief. But what I do know is that there were a lot of fucking good comic books back then. Well, not um, good. More more like they just sold really well. Yeah, they sold really well primarily due to the fact that um, a lot of them were sent overseas uh, during World War II and a lot of children were buying them. Uh, the Golden Age is marked by the release of Action Comics number 1, which is the first appearance of Superman and uh, many other things, along with the first appearance of Batman. Uh, the first appearance of Wonder Woman, basically the DC uh, the DC universe that you know of today, but not really. I'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, was... because back then, like Superman wasn't fucking the same, right? Right. Well, uh, he, at least he couldn't fly. I know. No, he could jump, but yeah. he couldn't fly yet. Flying would actually come later. Uh, flying would come when actually the 1940s Superman cartoon showed up. All right, so he can fly in that cartoon. Yes, because I was I was confused. <laughs> uh, the episode I watched. Um, I don't remember the name of it at all. It was basically Wait, like, he, yeah, he could fly in the Superman in the in the cartoon. Yeah, because I think that started it, right? Yeah, yeah. This cartoon is what, yeah, the cartoon is definitely what started him flying. Yeah, I knew it was a one of the cartoons because they did it. I guess because the, it was because it was easy to animate. Yeah, the episode I was watching, so uh, which is why the phrase "leaps tall buildings in a single bound." Yes. In this episode, there's like two bank robbers. One dresses up as Superman. He's like a fake Superman. Have you seen that one? No. All right. And in this, like, when he catches well, the I, guy, I probably have because I've seen all of them. I just haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. And when Superman picks up this guy in the end, he like jumps up 
but then it cuts to him descending, so I thought he just jumped. Like, I just thought he just jumped super fucking far well, to, like, he, a cave and just... He still can jump. He and just, just, like, you know, pinpoint not... landed it. <laughs> he can still jump, it's just it's not one of his primary things. Yeah. It's like, I would rather fly, but I can jump. I mean, sometimes I like to change it up. <laughs> yeah, not only it also, uh, on the Marvel side, they were called Timely at the time, uh, had the release of Captain America. With the uh, iconic shield, the actual shield shape shield, not the circle one. The circle one would come in Captain America 7, I believe. So basically that was it. You had, uh, you also had two, you had a different Green Lantern and you had a different Flash. Oh, Green Lantern existed back yeah, then? Yeah, you had Golden Age Green Lantern, Alan Scott, and you had Golden Age Flash, uh, Jay Garrick. The fuck? I thought they were kind of modern inventions. We're honestly. going, I'm going to explain this as we move on. So yeah, you had basically Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Uh, Alan Scott, Green Lantern, and Jay Garrick Flash. And now, do you know how Green Lantern got his powers? Uh, I fucking know nothing about Green Lantern. I know, um... Did you see the shitty movie? No. <laughs> well, there, there's goes... Good! <laughs> That's good, but it also ruins what I was gonna say. Alright. Uh, does seen he just it... pick up a ring? <laughs> no, so, the Green Lantern... Uh, fuck, now I'm explaining the Green Lantern core, and I didn't want to have to go into this. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to go this way. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll just explain. Why would you expect me to have seen the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern I don't know. Movie? Maybe you saw it once on accident. I just think like accident. I've seen the trailers and shit. Well, uh, here's what happened. So um, the Golden Age Green Lantern didn't get his powers from a space ring. It was a magic ring made by Chinese worker people. Wow, that's very 1940s. It, yes. <laughs> it was a weird Chinese magic that was could make... Uh, you know uh, that could make shapes if you thought of them, because he's a Green Lantern. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how the. Uh, but oh, that's why he's called the Green Lantern, because it's like Chinese. Yes, and there was a lantern that would power it, like in the current Green Lantern. Oh, Lan fuck! That makes so much sense. Also, do you know what the Green Lantern's ring is weak against? Um, I don't know, vinegar. The current, the uh, the actual Green Lantern is the color yellow. However, Golden Age Green Lantern's ring didn't work on wood. <laughs> Wait, didn't work on. It didn't wood? work on wood. Oh, so you can like pick up shit. With you the couldn't pick wood? up wood. <laughs> it's fucking, it didn't work on wood. That's a really uh, contrived. <laughs> like, the new like, one doesn't work on yellow. <laughs> doesn't work on yellow. Yes, it doesn't work if the thing is yellow. <laughs> Wait, I. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I did. I wasn't aware of this. I'm gonna have to explain the Green Lanterns later. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have an episode about. Yeah, that. we'll have a green. We'll have an episode on the Green Lanterns, and then we'll have a green. And then we'll have an episode on all the other Lantern Corps. All right, please. There's eight of them. <laughs> please let me express the thing. I'm sure everybody's thinking, and everybody who has ever thought of this is thinking. So does that mean if I just pissed on something, he couldn't pick it up? <laughs> well, if it stained yellow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the piss, I mean, it doesn't, like, I'm instantly evaporate. <laughs> I can't bring fucking explain this. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> All right, then. Also, I think uh, I think Green Arrow was also a thing, but his thing didn't really change, so we'll work on that later. All right. Uh, the Justice Society was the precursor to the Justice League. League of America. Oh, there's different ones? So, uh, there's the start of the Justice Society of America. Now, the Justice Society of America, who do you think would be in it? <laughs> Justice Society of America? Yes. Well, first off, well, I mean, what year is this? 1940s-ish. Oh, God. So I, I don't even know the characters back then. Um, all right. I'm just trying to think of all the fucking It's crazy... a DC thing. All right. Well, Superman would be in it. Nope. We'll go die in a pit. Um, <laughs> Captain Marvel? Nope. Captain Marvel was not owned by DC at the time. Wait, really? No. Oh, I wasn't worried. Uh, What the fuck was the... Uh, now I'm blanking on who published uh, Captain Marvel comics. I'd have to check on that because I now, for the life of me, cannot remember that. Was owned by a different brand. Uh, actually, Captain Marvel wasn't folded into the DC Universe proper until Crisis on Infinite Earths. Holy shit, that's complicated. Okay, <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Um, <laughs> another video. Yeah, we're at like, what, four? <laughs> um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is this is what I wanted this series to become. I wanted questions to arise in my explanations that I didn't have to branch off and explain. So it's just like a comic book. Yes. Like, just a new thing's invented, like, every ten seconds. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking who else would be in it? Um, so far, I've gotten none hang of them, on, right? Hang on. Uh, let me look up the actual act. Let me look up the roster at the time so I can... All right. I'm going to keep guessing. All right. Uh, it was Plastic Man the thing at this time? Plastic Man's DC, right? Uh, hang on a sec. I'm pretty sure he is. Or, unless that's Marvel. 
Hang on, hang on just a second. Oh, by the way, guys, I don't know, even know who these characters yeah, really are. Yeah, we're pausing for a sec. Uh, Captain Marvel was originally published by Fawcett Comics, and he first Foss? appeared in Wiz Comics number two, which was actually the first uh, issue of Wiz Comics. Back in the 1940s, it was considered bad luck to have a number one. Wait, really? Yes. Why is that? Because number ones didn't... The thing is, though, is now it's the opposite. Number ones sell really well. But yeah. back in the day, like... I don't want to buy this comic. It's a number one. I don't even know if a number two is going to come out. So they would, a lot of comics would just start with issue number two. That's interesting. I didn't know that. And no one would ever really notice. Oh, because, oh, wow. That's so interesting. Because there were so many comic companies. It was like it was like old wrestling. Like There wasn't one or two companies. There was just like 50 of them, and they would all publish different things. Yeah. And now that, uh, uh, now, there's com- now comics today, their advertising, like their visual advertising is probably way better so that people will buy them first issue. Right. And also first issues sell a lot better because they haven't, I, they haven't re well, uh, they that's don't a, have any negative that's a, that's a, di- that's a different video, uh, that I'm working on, which is, um, how, ca- uh, something that we haven't seen in a while, which is the folding in of a new character to the already existing Marvel universe. I'm going to be talking about Kamala Khan folding into the Marvel oh. universe proper, who's the current Miss Marvel. That's great. I don't know what the fuck he just said. We'll explain that later. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, um, I have the act. I have the Golden Age roster of the Justice Society. Okay. You will never get any of them. <laughs> okay. All right. Go. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm still guessing this. Yes. Oh fuck's sakes. Uh, Plant Man. No. Damn it. I'm running out of DC characters already. <laughs> I already listed some. Is Plant Man even DC? I think he might be Marvel. Plant Man was a Marvel thing. I think it was a mutant. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we were yeah, because we were gonna play uh, Marvel superheroes. Yeah, and... this is where I've learned all these characters. Uh, fuck, Batman Beyond. No, <laughs> that wasn't even a thing, Daniel. <laughs> I know that I'm wasn't joking. even a fucking thing. It was the Joker? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Nope. Ah. Uh, I, I fold. I don't know any other characters. I fucking listed, I listed two of them. The Flat, J. Garrick Flash and oh. uh, Gr- uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Along with Hawkman, nice. Carter Hall, the Sandman, not the Sandman from the Neil Gaiman Sandman. Yeah, I know the... Uh, the Spectre, who is the literal Wrath of God. Oh, I know who the Spectre Dr. is. Dr. Fate, Our Man, the Atom, who at the time, uh, couldn't shrink. That was in the Silver Age, which we'll get to in a minute. Was just a short guy who was strong. <laughs> Oh. The Golden Age Adam was just a tiny guy who was strong. So you mean Ant-Man? <laughs> uh, no. Like a literal, like a five foot four dude. Oh, so he couldn't shrink. No, he was just a small dude oh, who was strong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Wonder Woman was in it. Oh, the the same one we have today. Has Wonder Woman really changed much? We'll get to that. Oh, okay. That's another video. Five. <laughs> oh, God, fuck it. No, this is like six now. Wildcat, uh, who is Ted Grant. Wildcat's fucking awesome. Wildcat sing along. And uh, the original Black Canary. Wait, who? The original Black Canary. Oh, for some reason I thought you said like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what I said. Tom and Jerry. Uh, um, you guys... Also, Plastic Man wasn't in it because he was owned by uh, Quality Comics. So, a lot of DC characters actually have come from other comic book companies. Yes. Uh, they all merged together in Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's so strange. Yes. Well. And we're still in the goddamn Golden Age. All right. Well, I think we can move on to the Silver Age then. Do you really want to? Do you have any more questions? Well, hang on. What else do I have to? Well, do you have to explain more? What else do I have? It depends on what else I have to really say. Hang on. Uh, we didn't talk about Marvel at all. Oh, I guess, yeah. Marvel only really had Captain America at the time. Well, we can still talk about it. So, uh, and then in, also at the same time, Marvel created Captain America. All right. Uh, I do know who Captain America is, actually. (laughs) Wait, so Captain America was, like, Marvel's only thing at that time? Basically. They they had a lot of Western comics. They also had, if I'm remembering correctly, allow Mm. me to check something. Wait, Western comics? Yes, Western comics were a huge deal. That was a thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, once we talk about the Comics Code Authority, but hang on. (laughs) Uh, what the fuck was I thinking? This is like the 40s? Yeah. I didn't even know Marvel was a thing back then, actually. I thought they were more of like a 60s, 70s thing. I thought that's, that's when they started up. Um, that's something they would want you to believe, but they didn't. <laughs> oh, shit. That's kind of interesting. Hang on a sec. Uh, let me check when that happened. It's just like how... Also, they had Patsy Walker romance comics, Marvel at the time, from nineteen in, starting in 1944. Is she a thing? Do you remember Jessica Johnson? That's what she was? Yeah, Hellcat. 
the Jessica oh. Jones' friend. Oh. Patsy Walker. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Started in the 1940s. Wow. That's really weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. They also had Minnie the Model, which was basically uh, every comic that wasn't a superhero comic was basically Archie. <laughs> and Western comics. That's funny. And horror comics. It makes so much more sense now that you think about it. Like, it's the exact same thing with movies, really. Yeah. Except for, you know, movies weren't so much superhero stuff back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, Man, that reminds me. This is very, it's kind of off topic. Did you know that Nintendo started as a card? Company I did know that in the, like the late or late eighteen hundreds. Yes, I did. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Anyways, that right. was off topic. <laughs> Dan tells a fact. About, he already knows it. It's super effective about stuff. Also, uh, a lot of things were also for. Um, that's basically all I really have to do is. Um, yeah. Uh, then after the war, superhero comics fell out of favor, and science fiction, horror, western, and romance comics really started to pick up. All right. Which is just in the intermediate times from the nineteen fifty from nineteen fifty to nineteen fifty six, which is the technical start of the Silver Age. Now, are they still at this age trying to market towards just kids? Basically, yeah. Uh, does that only pick up in like the eighties where they kind of make it more adult? We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get there. Yeah. Um. So basically, during the intermediate times. Uh, hang on, let me, I, I really should have had more notes prepared for this. Yeah, well, no, that's not a big deal. We kind of go off each other very well, I think. Huh? Everybody like, comment, and subscribe if they think Anthony is, and I have the worst chemistry of all time. We don't have shitty chemistries. To, the, every, if you want us to die, if you want us to choke on some pills. <laughs> all right, um, so then in the, in the intermediate times between the, uh, Golden Age and the Silver Age, which was a couple of years, the Comics Code Authority was created. Oh, is this like a... Uh... In 1954, a, sci- a scientist, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm air quoting, uh, did a study and believed that all juvenile violence was due to superhero comics. Oh. So is this basically the same thing as the Hollywood Code? By the way, my background's as a filmmaker, for, or both of us, really. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, it is the same thing as the Hollywood Code. He's like, Batman is gay, and Wonder Woman is a bondage thing, which she was. Yes, you. <laughs> because the guy who created her was fucking loony. Yeah. And he was convinced that the Earth was going to become a matriarchy, and he loved bondage. <laughs> that is a true story, by the way. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, the guy who created Wonder Woman was 100% convinced that within 25 years, he was going to be dominated by two women at the same time. That's amazing. And that he's like, now if the women are going to take over, I'm going to give them a hero so maybe they won't beat me. But I want them to beat me a little bit because I'm sexually fucking thrilled by it. <laughs> I love this uh, pre-Coed era film. That's like 1935-ish, kind of, 34, I think, actually. There's films before that that you know know that were popular like mainstream that are just like have orgies like straight up sex orgies in them like thing is not, though, not censored or anything. Thing is though, is comics didn't. Yeah, they really didn't. They were really just comic books. And he was like, "They're making our children gay." <laughs> That's a different guy from the Wonder Woman guy. Both of which are crazy in different ways. Yeah. This is, wow, I didn't know, even know the comics had that kind of censorship. Yeah, that was the Comics Code. Of th- hang on, let me. Uh, the actual rules of the Comics Code Authority. Let's see if I can find them. Are as how, uh, they used to. There used to be a list of the code. Uh, let's see, nineteen. See that? That's probably where the fucking, especially with cartoons and stuff. That's probably where all that started. Honestly, wow, that's really cool. No, because that's super. You know, kind of important to the development of them later on. That 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 sounded like the most shallow statement ever. <laughs> uh, no, what I'm saying is that like. All right, I have the, I have the official comics code. It is really fucking long, but I'm gonna uh, run through them kind of relatively quickly. All right. Uh, let me just find the big ones. Uh, crime shall never be presented in such a way as to create sympathy for the criminal. All right, that's. Comics shall not expressly present unique details or methods of how to commit a crime. All right. Uh, Policemen, judges, and government officials and respected institutions shall never be presented in such way as to disrespect the establishment. All right. Uh, Crime shall always must be portrayed as an unpleasant activity. All right. So no one's allowed to – there's no sociopaths who enjoy it, which is – we'll get into it a bit. Uh, scenes of excessive violence are prohibited. Are prohibited. Sentences of blue torch of uh, brutal torture, uh, knife and gunplay is a no. Uh, good must always win, and the crime criminal must always pay for his misdeeds. All right, good. Yeah, I wasn't sure because uh, in Code Era film there is allowance for like the the criminal can quote unquote win, but then in the end they like die or something. Yes. And then they're- 
totally torture. No unique or unusual methods of showing how to conceal a weapon. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm assuming there's a whole paragraph on sex and stuff like that. Let's get to it. The letters of the word crime on a comics magazine shall never be applicable greater in a dimension. What the fuck? You can't use the word crime anywhere on a cover. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you can't use it in subtitles. You can't put it anywhere in the cover or really in the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So did this stem out of... Um... You are not allowed to have a criminal kill or injure a cop anywhere on page. Oh. Did this stem out of, um... All right, and Comics are not allowed to use the word horror or terror. Horror? Or terror. Oh, my God. Because horror comics were also hit really hard for this. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No scenes of expressive gut, bloodshed. Uh, no lewd or unsavory or gruesome illustrations. <laughs> now, pre this, were comics really that bad? No. No? There was nothing really that but Uh, there was nothing really... A so bit. this is just like an extreme overreaction because I know film actually did have this kind of no. Shit. Uh, there was this uh, was a massive overreaction. Yeah. So this is probably just stemming out of code era film because that's like ten years prior. Uh, I, I, because <laughs> yeah, I so that for one. anybody who doesn't know, I'm gonna show my film film guy stuff. So in like 1934, the Catholic Church kind of hard pressed the film industry after the Great Depression. Um, because the church was basically telling people not to go watch movies, and the film industry was like, fuck, we're going to go out of business if we don't do something. So they put this code of limitations in that was extremely Catholic. Um, one of which was you couldn't flush a toilet. I remember that one. Yeah, it's like extremely strict and basically got rid of any profanity whatsoever. Um, and it like it's one of the biggest events in film history. And uh, I'm, you know, this is kind of stemming out of the same light. I'm not sure, was this a very, like, religious based thing or is this just kind of more of like this a... was a thing where parents wouldn't let kids buy comics as the news was basically yelling comics are making kids commit violent crimes so they were like you can't go buy the comic books to their kids and the kids are like i'm gonna go fucking buy them anyway they didn't say fucking because yeah because <laughs> it's 1940s. <laughs> it's 1940s they're like gee golly whiz i just want to read the superman <laughs> did you just say whiz go go to your room <laughs> basically yeah um <laughs> So, uh, and the comics industry was like, well, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to censor ourselves. Um, yeah. And they, go, and they were like, and here's all of them. And like, and then the president was like, that's wholesome or whatever the guy would say or what, you know, whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> which also means that technically for a while, uh, and also I think the comics code was semi-governmental. That also means that uh, – well, I'll talk about this later when I – if I ever talk about it. Uh, since the comic code authority was um, governmental and uh, in-universe comics are sold within their respective universes, mm -hmm. that means for a while She-Hulk, who is a prosecuting attorney, was able to use comic books as legal precedent papers. <laughs> All right, that was a fucking loaded statement you just told me. What? <laughs> so She-Hulk is a, a prosecutor, All right. attorney. And since uh, in-universe, comic books are considered autobiographical, for a while, She-Hulk was able to use comic books as legal precedent of, in papers, as documents of things that happened. Wow. I'll talk about that Whoa. later. We're moving on right now. All right, yeah, we're going to move on to the next era, I'm assuming, right? Uh, no, because we're not done with the comics code. <laughs> Awesome. Heroes are not allowed to use slang or colloquialisms. All right, that's <laughs> that's fucking. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a vague category too. You can say literally anything is falls into that. Uh, no divorce, no sleeping in the same bed. All right, that makes sense. All that stuff, no same sex shit. This is so close <laughs> to the Hollywood code too. Basically, it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, no showing of mental illnesses, no showing of drugs, uh, no advertising, the sale of fireworks. <laughs> Whoa, that one wasn't in, what, really? In advertisements, like, you couldn't, in an ad, that's sell fireworks. Like, an ad in a comic, you couldn't sell oh. ad space to a fireworks Oh, right. Company. I was gonna say, that's really contrived. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, th the weirdest one I could remember from, uh, the Hollywood code for films is the... They're, like, really vague about when they're talking about gay people. They're like, men should not be um, different or something like that. I forget what they said. Um, I wonder if they addressed that in there either. 
Uh, not really. No. So that's basically the comic code that happened between the Golden Age and the Silver Age. Yeah. And then the Silver Age started in the 50s, like I said. Yeah. Oh, uh, How long did it last, really? Uh, the Silver Age is... Well, I mean, like, the code, I'm saying. The code lasted until about 2001, but we're going to get to that. Whoa! We're going to get to that. That's fucking long! <laughs> we're going to get to that. Okay. We're going to get to it. All right. That was the that was the code as it was originally drafted yeah. in 1950-whatever. Just Jesus shit! That's a long time. Uh, we're going to get to it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, cool. So, then the Silver Age started uh, with DC Showcase number four, which introduced Barry Allen the Flash. Also, another... Uh, consider start of the Silver Age was the publishing of Amazing Fantasy uh, numbers nine. What oh, now? I'm I'm losing my nerd cred because I can't remember what the number of Amazing Fantasy <laughs> Spider-Man showed up in. Well, I think it was Amazing Fantasy twelve. Your nerd cred? What? Oh no, poor Anthony. <laughs> you gotta start taking notes for this man. Oh, he Anthony does have notes on his phone right now. He's going. Through. It's just I keep coming up with like I need to explain this and this and this, and then I need to pull up notes because I because I'm not positive because I need to. The thing is though, is I keep going to confirm things that I already know. See, this is what the like. I know this is yeah, a Amazing podcast. Fantasy Fifteen. I know this is a podcast, but this is exactly what conversations with me and Anthony are like on a normal basis. Yeah, like off can He just keeps coming up with more and more shit to interest <laughs> me with. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're in the Silver Age. Amazing Fantasy Fifteen with Spider Man. A lot of people also consider that to be the start of the Marvel League. Is the Silver Age slash the Silver Age also kicked off with the God damn it, hang on, God fucker! <laughs> I hate my life. I hate your life too, Anthony. I know. Thank you. Wah, wah, wah. See that went on too long. You should be censored. <laughs> yeah, uh, he appeared in Amazing Fantasy fifteen in nineteen sixty two. Which I guess if we're yeah, it's still the Silver Age is considered to go through about the seventies. I consider the, the to the very start of the seventies, which is the Bronze Age of comics, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Flash then shows the kind of seminal thing is when the Flash came back. Now here's where it gets interesting. The Flash Barry Allen's The Flash first showed up in DC Showcase number four. In that book, he read an issue. Of the Flash from the Flash's original run as Jay Garrick, used it as used the name as inspiration, and then went out being the Flash. Mm-hmm. That'll be important later. All right, keep in mind that. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna try to <laughs> with all of the shit you're throwing at me. All right, not only that, so and also Green Lan- New Green Lantern, how Jordan shows up. Now instead of him being magic like in the original, like in the Golden Age, uh. Green Lantern receives his ring from a dying alien who is a member of a space police te- uh, force called the Green Lantern Corps. All right. They're like space cops. That's all I'm going into for now. We will deal with that when I ever talk. whenever I talk about Green Lantern. <laughs> all right. So that happens. Uh, Mar- uh, Atlas uh, becomes ti- uh, Atlas, formerly Timely, becomes Marvel. All right. Oh, their name was At- oh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Timely, then Atlas, then Marvel. All right. Also, during the intermediate times, they had another Captain America who they later turned out to be a character called Flag Smasher. Flag Smasher? Yes. In the 1950s, Marvel again tried to, tried to continue Captain America despite the fact no one was buying it. They then later retconned it so that that wasn't uh, Steve Rogers' Captain America. That was a guy whose name I can't remember who was Flag Smasher because he was a very – because he was one, racist, and two, very, 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 very anti-communist. Oh, so like flag smashers and he smashes the flag? Yeah, well, he, <laughs> later, he later became the leader of the Marvel equivalent of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh. Called the Serpent Society. <laughs> wow. Jeez, they really hated that character. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they really did. He was a good guy? He was supposed to be Captain America? Well, no, they made him a bad guy later because they realized that guy was fucked up because he like legitimately murdered people. <laughs> wow, that's, whoa, shit. That's so yeah, weird. Uh, so then that happens. Uh, Justice League of America, Justice League of America is created and revised to Justice Society of America idea. In that comic, there is actually Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all of them. All of them are actually in it. The Justice yeah. League that you know of. Yes. All of them are actually in it. Also, at the same time, we get the debut in Marvel side. We get Spider-Man, Thor, Hulk, Daredevil, Fantastic Four, all of them. Fantastic Four. Uh, why did I say it started with Spider-Man? It started with Fantastic Four. <laughs> The first Marvel comic in the Silver Age was Fantastic Four number one. Oh, all right. Oh, wow, that's so weird. 
Star- That's why Fantastic Four is called Marvel's First Family. Oh, all right. That makes... Ah. That's why I love the Fantastic Four and am very sad about their mistreatment because Fantastic Four is literally the start of the Marvel Universe. Uh, yeah, so you're a big fan of Fantastic Four? I I like a lot of like runs of Fantastic Four, and as but I don't really actively read them, but it's kind of like a security blanket. Like, I always want them to be there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, uh. I don't want them to leave. I just want them to be around. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense. <laughs> right, and then, like I said, the Comic Code of Authority booms. Um, all that happens. That's the Silver Age. The Silver Age is also known for being goofy as fuck. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, during this time, a lot, since they still weren't selling well and they basically just created the code, uh, super superheroes had to be super, super goody two-shoes. Yeah. Oh, so this is, like, the kind of cheesy shit that I'm... Yeah, like, like have you ever seen, like, Superman's a horse? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? Superman's a horse. The, that I have happened not seen several this. times. I've. Are you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> or I'm sorry. I need. I need this. Can we buy this? R- there. Um. So you know, kryptonite is green. Yeah. There's a bunch of different colored kryptonites. Red kryptonite. Uh. They usually later retconned it. Like it just makes him kind of evil. For for a really long time in the Silver Age, Red Kryptonite would do something random to Superman for 24 hours. So basically they could like, Superman's a horse, Superman's a woman, Superman is fucking evil. And so they could just slap shit on the cover and they'd be like, quick, buy this Superman book and they'd throw it at you. <laughs> That's, whoa, I didn't know this. So they could literally, so it was literally just like, plot device, MacGuffin. Yeah, basically. That happened with all books. So basically every single cover was a, here's weird shit that's happening, buy it. Like, Batman's poor now. Batman's a baby. They just throw shit at you, like, here, buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what DC had to do for a while. And then the Silver Age kind of got it back to like a more traditional thing. Mm -hmm. But forever, when comics weren't really selling, they basically just had to throw shit at you. Like, quick, here's weird shit. And they just... (laughs) Like, we can't help it. Like, we need to, people to buy them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, uh, I didn't even know that. See, I'm just used to kind of like the... thing is, though, is then also at the time, DC, at least anyway, they would write the, they'd have an artist draw the cover, and then they'd throw it at their writers and be like, make a story out of this. <laughs> oh. They'd, really? they'd do it backwards. Oh, they would start with weird. a cover and make them make a story. Oh, so that's why it was like that. So they were just like... Uh, Batman horse right? <laughs> yes, basically, it's Superman horse right. Uh, Batman Super- would Batman would usually be different. <laughs> Superman's Batman. Superman is Batman. Batman Superman right? <laughs> Superman's a bat. Batman's a super <laughs> right. <laughs> that would later get exacerbated. That a lot of that would happen in uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which we will talk about in a different video. <laughs> oh, ta-da! Annotations on all these videos when they happen. Uh, we're not gonna even remember them. <laughs> uh, I'll probably write them down. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'll, hit, I'll hit everything eventually. <laughs> Good. So that happens for a really long time. Silver Age is considered to be goofy and kind of brighter. Mm-hmm. I really like the Silver Age personally. Because it's just insane? Yeah, sometimes. And plus there is a lot of really cool stuff that comes out of it. Oh, yeah. Then uh, later in the 70s, we move on to the Bronze Age. Oh. The Bronze Age is a lot more traditional. Everything kind of gets back to its like normal roots. Oh, shit. I forgot to mention one thing about the Silver Age. So Flash gets his own book. But it continues the numbering of Jay Garrick's Flash. All right. The original Flash book with Jay Garrick ran to like 100-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the Flash one started at like 101. Oh, all right. And then as we go on in Flash one two, in Flash 123, and it's a famous cover you might have seen, which I should have pulled up earlier but did not. You probably have seen this cover at some point. I, I, yeah, I actually think I have. Yeah, because it's a, it's one of the most famous covers in comics history, showing Jay Garrick Flash and Barry Allen Flash running towards to save a person on the opposite side of a wall. This started the DC multiverse. Um. Oh, because Flash can travel through dimensions. He runs so fast. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh. So, on there is Earth One, which is the Silver Age origins, which has the current Green Lantern, the current, uh, current Wonder Woman, current Superman, and everything. All their origins are basically the same, but a little bit different from the Golden Age ones on Earth 2. All right. They have comics of each other in each other's worlds. Oh, fucking A. That's so weird. <laughs> this is just the start, too. Yeah. So is this? are you going to be spoon-feeding me the multiverse all tonight? Yes. Or today, whenever you listen to That <laughs> one plot device has basically structured Grant Morrison's entire career. 
<laughs> uh, explain Grant Morrison, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know. Grant Morrison. Uh, Another video. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not dealing with Grant Morrison in this. I don't want to be talking for eight straight hours. He's insane. Yeah, Grant Morrison's like my one of my favorite comic writers. <laughs> uh, Anthony told me all about him. Yeah, Anyways, Grant, Mor- the- Grant Morrison's fucking amazing. Yeah. Grant Morrison, if you listen to this, send me money. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, all right, so that starts the multiverse. So that happens. That's, yeah, so that happens. Uh, but we're talking about comic ages right now. We might talk about the multiverse later, depending on how long we're talking about this. Well, I mean, it's important. So I mean, it is important. We'll t- yeah. So is the multiverse addressed again, like for immediately after this? Crisis on Infinite Earths. Is that like really close to? That after- happened in the Bronze Age. Oh, all right. Which we will get to. Hang on, let me confirm that. I actually vaguely know what Crisis on Infinite Earths is. I've talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've also looked up stuff on it too. Uh, very vaguely. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths was in 1985. A lot of people consider the end of the Bronze Age to be around 1985. Oh, all right. Oh, because Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of picked it up. Yeah. So as that hap- so then as we move into the Bronze Age, which is the 70s-ish, the 70s to about the mid to late 80s, mm-hmm. we enter the Bronze Age. All right. During that time, uh, Spider-Man's selling really well. X-Men is uh, doing decently, but not as good as it probably... X-Men starts to pick up a lot in the 80s mm-hmm. with under uh, the guidance of Chris, of Chris Claremont. If you'd like a podcast that explains basically the entirety of the X-Men, Rach- uh, Jane Miles explained the X-Men, formerly Rachel Miles explained the X-Men. It's confusing. Uh, it's the same person. I'm not really sure because I kind of stopped listening to it, but it's really interesting and good. I recommend that. Look it up. It explains all the X-Men. I'm not an X-Men person. We're going to move on from there. All right. That happens. During this time, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Department of Health or Red Cross or someone, I cannot remember who, and I don't remember the exact issue numbers, so I can't actually look it up, tasks Stanley and Marvel to make a Spider-Man story uh, showing about the dangers of drugs. Very common thing in the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, sure, Spider-Man, a dude gets too high and almost walks off a roof. Spider-Man saves him. He's like, you shouldn't do drugs. Standard PSA comic stuff. Oh, is this where the cover... I've seen the cover for the original Spider-Man. However, yeah. due to the Comics Code Authority not allowing showing of any drugs, PSA or otherwise, bans it. Oh. However, Marvel then prints Spider-Man for six months, no comic code sticker. Nothing happens. The Comics Code Authority ruling is then drastically, drastically, drastically uh, liberalized to basically be non-existent. Oh, because they just got around it by not putting a sticker on it? The thing is, though, is the sticker wasn't required because the comics were self-doing it. However, the fear was was that, uh, well, if we don't put the sticker on, children, parents aren't going to let their kids buy it. But at this point, parents didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's so So cool. for like six months, Spider-Man didn't have the Comic Code Authority stamp on it. Oh. Um, oh, so that's why it got so popular because it was kind of really different. Because it was, you know. No, actually, that was just bringing up. The, you know, how I, you know how I told you how the Comics Code Authority basically shut everything down forever, and which is why the Silver Age was so goofy. Yeah. This is the point where the Comics Code Authority got super laxed, so it kind of didn't matter anymore. The, one, the DC uh, held on to the Comics Code Authority for a bit longer than Marvel, ending it officially in two thousand one. Oh, all right. So basically, at this point, Comics Code Authority meaningless wow that's so fucking weird so for about 20 years it dictated how comics could be written and looked at and then it becomes worthless all right so this is what year did you say that this happened the Uh, first spider-man about 80s uh 70s ish all right uh all right that makes sense because if you want to learn more about this there's another documentary about it uh uh superheroes the unwritten tale Mm -hmm. it's on netflix i highly recommend it oh sweet yeah because the film production code stopped in 60 they got they could just fucking canned it in like 60 something because nobody was really paying attention then to it at anymore. this point since the comics code authority is so laxed they start killing people yeah the one of the first primary casualties of this is spider-man's girlfriend gren stacy whom he kills on accident i forgot yeah it's, that makes sense all right oh spider amazing spider-man 2 spoiler <laughs> Spider-Man comic spoiler. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> From fucking years ago, like yeah. 50 years ago at this point. <laughs> yeah. So this is around the time Watchmen comes out too, right? We're getting to that. All right. At this point, um, at this point is also kind of the start of the comic book store. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So what was it before then? Newsstands. Oh. Newsstands and bookstores. Really? Up to that point? Yeah. Oh. The comic book store didn't, yeah, until like around the end of the 70s and was started the kind of rise of the, in more of the mid 80s was the rise of the comic book store. Oh. Otherwise known as the direct sale market. All right. We'll talk about that more later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so – oh, well, I guess bookstores make sense. That that makes sense. But I just don't even think of newsstands being a thing really uh, at this point. I just kind of assume they would have just bookstores, comic book stores. Also, as this happens, um, Superman gets made into a movie, first superhero movie basically. The first superhero theatrical movie basically. Oh, wait, which one is this? The Superman movie. Well, the The Christopher <laughs> Reed one. Oh, all Unless right, you count yeah. the Adam West Batman one. But the first, like, actual superhero movie is a lot of the people consider to be Superman. I, I haven't even seen any of those. Are you serious? No, I, I am serious. I haven't gotten to see them. Also at this time, action figures. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's where the, you know, G.I. Joe's and stuff, too. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Marvel kind of kicks it off. Are you aware of the event Secret War? Hmm? Yes, I a little bit. Like, I don't know exactly we'll what We'll explain Secret Wars later. <laughs> I, There's I, three of them. Yeah, I, I know. Like <laughs> maybe four if we're being technical. <laughs> uh, I know what the sequel war vaguely is. And I know. Yeah, a lot Crisis, of Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths and Secret Wars came out around the same time. Yeah, I'd have to actually Google it to check that, but I'm yeah. going to uh, I'm going to safely assume it was around the same time. <laughs> yeah. Now, Hasbro was making made Marvel toys. Mm-hmm. They're like make a comic to help us sell these. We did a focus group, and kids react really well to these these two words, secret and wars. Now make a comic, and they threw it at them. Really? (laughs) And, like, a lot of the Secret Wars toys are actually pretty good for the time. Mm -hmm. Like, Mr. Fantastic has, like, a stretchy arm. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, So, yeah, that was, like, the first action figures. All right. So that happens. Ah. At the time, then, uh, Marv Wolfman and uh, George Perez moved from Marvel to DC, create the Teen Titans that you know. Oh, all right. Uh, right. Uh, basically, is the Teen Titans is the highest DC seller. X Men is the highest Marvel seller. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC's like make a make a Secret Wars for us. They make Crisis on Infinite Earths, which combines all the other multiverses, which is Plastic Charlton Comics Universe, which is the Blue Beetle, the Question, a couple others, Vigilante. You don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> I know who the Question is and Blue Beetle. Yes, because I've only because I've told you. <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck. But <laughs> Captain Marvel, who they uh, from companies they all acquired, and fold them in one to one Earth. Earth. Yeah, we will get back to this later. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you guys following along? <laughs> Does this make any sense? Uh, yeah, it is for me at least. I don't know about the listeners, but I think you asking questions is mildly helping. <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be the middleman so that uh, there's like a you know some sort of medium between Anthony going. And then 15 years later, there are like there's like a bunch of guys and they have superpowers and they're all like, and I'm just, and then the viewers are like, the fuck, and I'm like, I don't know either, guys. <laughs> at, the, at the very end of the Bronze Age, we get Elmore's um, Watchmen, we get Frank Miller's Batman Year One, and Born Again. Oh, all right, I've read Year One, so. And also, uh, Dark Knight Returns. All right, one logistics question though: Why does it go from Silver Age to Bronze Age? Because it played. Less well? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, all right. That makes sense, kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's. And then it goes Gold Age right after that? Nope. Oh, another Silver Age? Nope. Fuck you. We're, we're getting to it. All we're right. working through it. I'm wanting We're information. working through it. We're working <laughs> through it. We're taking a bitty, itty bitty steps. So that happens. All right. The comic industry decides, well, all these gritty books sold really well. Let's just do that. <laughs> Well, oh, really? This leads into the Dark Age of Comics. Oh, all right. <laughs> now, now dark... is this Dark Age as in, like, because the comics are dark or because it was fucking terrible selling-wise? We're getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> For starters, Light and Cheery flies out the fucking window. <laughs> no more fun or happiness. All right. Fun and happiness is not allowed in the Dark Age. But at the same time, a lot of really cool, good books come out. However, there's a lot of really bad ones. <laughs> All right. It's a, uh, Also, at this time, Image com- uh So basically, this happens. The, uh, this becomes the rise of the superstar artists. There's Rob Liefeld. There's Jim Lee. There's many others. 
All right, Rob so these Liefeld, are all like the name. Yeah, writers. the name, the, art, the artists. All right, so this is like the same thing with comics. Uh, at least more recently, alternate between what kind of period they're in. Uh, whether it's artist heavy following or writer heavy following. Currently, we're in a write in the now times, the literal right now times. We're in a writer heavy following. Yeah, but there is still artist following, but mm-hmm. only for like big name artists. Yeah, yeah. Now, as we go through this, <laughs> uh, there's Rob Liefeld who is the most 90s artist you can imagine, and his art actually really sucks. I'm going to put a lot of pictures up on screen okay. while we're doing this. All right. Uh, in hindsight, his art is really bad, but he sold really well. All right. Him and Jim Lee, who uh, is really actually a good artist, and several others, uh, after a bunch of bitching and moaning to DC and Marvel, split off and create Image Comics. All right, Image. They create Spawn. They create Savage Dragon. They create all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Image at the start is very, very successful. All right. Selling a shitload of comics, shitload of them. A shitload of them. Yes, a literal shitload. <laughs> An entire shit. Yeah, you know, just a lot of them. All right. <laughs> really? And then, as time goes on, they don't have business. Marvel and DC all had businessmen at the top yelling at the writers to write, which you kind of need yeah. because you need to get shit out the door. Mm-hmm. Image didn't have that. Yeah. So after a while, they slowly start to fade. Shit falls behind deadline and deadline and deadline and deadline. Keeps getting pushed back and back and back. So mm-hmm. Image kind of crumbles under its own weight. All right. That's uh, that's Image's story of the Dark Ages. Uh, Image then later gets reborn later on as a much more creative publishing thing. Mm-hmm. At this time in Marvel and DC land, Marvel and DC is kind of like, well, we're going to bump everything up. And then also at this time, something called the collector boom happens. Oh, so this is where kind of – well. You come in. <laughs> no. I mean, you weren't alive then. I wasn't. But I'm saying. <laughs> so, a lot of savvy businessmen who don't work in the comics industry are like, huh, Action Comics number one is worth like a million dollars. Fucking Blood Gun number one will be worth a million dollars. Okay. <laughs> they make that assumption. <laughs> yeah. However, they don't seem to grasp the finer concept that actually comics is worth a million dollars because one, it's the first appearance of Superman, and two, there was like eight of them printed. Okay. <laughs> so they're rare. Yeah. That's what makes things collectible. Yeah. However, they don't seem to understand the concept that when Image put out Blood Gun number one with the first appearance of Death Blood Gun, son of Blood Gun... <laughs> Because first appearances are like, number ones are really valuable, and first appearances are really valuable, so we're going to buy them all up. Mm-hmm. So they would go to the comic store and like, I'm going to get 18 issues of Blood Gun number one, uh, unknowing to the fact that everyone behind them was getting 18 issues of Blood Gun number one. So there's literally millions and millions of copies circulating around of Blood Gun number one. Blood Gun number one is not a real comic. I'm making it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> This sounds like a real comic, honestly. Yeah, in the 90s, there, I wouldn't be surprised if there is an actual character called Blood Gun. You know how many of your listeners just looked up Blood Gun on Google? Blood Gun might be a real thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's the most 90s name I could think of. <laughs> that, that is... Wow, you're right. That is a really 90s. So, yeah. And then not, so that happens. Everyone gets super dark. Superman gets really dark. Batman gets really dark. Everyone's really dark because, like I said, no more happiness. Okay. That was a rule. You, no one is allowed to be happy or have fun during the Dark Age. It is disallowed. Okay. <laughs> so as that happens, um, the Death of Superman happens. Giant event. Uh, everyone has 18 copies of the Death of Superman. I went over it on my Twitter thing when I found when my dad gave me a box of comics. I have one opened and one unopened because everyone does. <laughs> yeah. So that happens, and then. This leads to a giant boom in sales. Like, everything is selling millions and millions of copies because everyone's collecting them because there's so many number ones coming out. There's so many collector's editions coming out from every company. There's Image, Marvel, and DC all selling top books all the time. Millions and millions of copies. In the 90s, then the 90s ends. Ten years later, collectors look at their 18 copies of Blood Gun like, these aren't worth shit! So they chuck them out a window. (laughs) (laughs) And then the market crashes. Oh, shit. Also, at the same time, Vertigo happens. A lot of interesting books come out. Grant Morrison gets his start. A lot of really interesting things happen. We're not talking about that. We're talking about basically how this affects all the industry. All right. So I'm th- uh, Yeah, so that all happens. A lot of really bu- good books come out, but for every good book, there was 18 blood guns. <laughs> all right. 
You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, get, I totally get what you're saying. There's just way too much saturation. Yeah, there was yeah. a shitload of saturation. Yeah. So that happens. Marvel image basically crumbles under its own weight and goes bankrupt for a while. It later comes back. Uh, and image is now the third company. Mm-hmm. The uh, is a legitimate third company. Yeah. So that happens. Uh, Marvel declares bankruptcy. <laughs> Everything. And that's when Marvel sells off all its IP, uh, movie rights and stuff like yes. that. Yes, yeah. that's 2000. Mm-hmm. We then enter the Copper Age of Comics. All right. Which is the next step. Everything very, very slowly starts to recover. Book sales start picking up again because actual writers start getting it in. Stuff starts to rise and uh, comic stores kind of come back. Basically, the Copper Age leads to where we are now. Copper Age is then movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... 2012, we hit modern age. All right. Wow. (laughs) Which is now. (laughs) So it's weird that because I've always kind of thought of the golden age as being like the 80s and stuff. Nope. And well, I mean, like I knew that the technical term was I thought there was going to be like multiple golden ages, honestly. No. A Um, lot of people consider this to be a second bronze. mm -hmm. The current the age we're in now. Yeah. Like, because whenever I think of the 80s, I just think of a shit ton of comic. Maybe it's because I know a lot of, uh, you know, people from the 80s who collected comic books. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's, that's just weird. Yeah, so that's that's basically that for the ages of comics that we've gone. <laughs> Holy fuck, that was complicated. You guys following along okay? I think I, think I did all right. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job, honestly. Like, I learned a lot from that. <laughs> like, <Right>. a lot. <laughs> So that was um, I don't know. That was so that was the first episode of the shop, where we talked about the ages. Oh, you sh- are, we're not going to talk about anything else. I was thinking of that for a second episode. Oh, we're gonna do a second episode. Second episode confirmed. Yep. Oh my god. So join us next time in the shop when we talk about the DC multiverse. Mm. <laughs> I'm happy for some multiverse pasta. I'm sorry, I really couldn't think of a joke for the end of that. I'm sorry, I ruined your podcast. Night, everyone. Well, are we doing the same outros for this? No, oh, they don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. And so welcome to this. So this has been The Shop. Be sure to reserve your... Uh, I need to come up with an outro. Uh, I would say um, goodbye, and then it's just going to end with your theme music. The Shop, still 25 cents. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a good one. That's not really great. I'll come up with a never. I one. liked it. Still twenty five cents. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> that was that was a that was a thing for a while. Do you want like, me to say it in a, a deep voice and then you can like no, uh, uh, it to be like the shop still twenty five cents. The thing is though is uh for a while in the the Bronze Age when they would slowly up it, uh DC would uh DC was like still twenty five like whatever whatever the price was after the like if they kept the price, same price for like a year they'd be like still twelve cents still fifteen cents still twenty five cents. <laughs> Like whatever it was, if it was it, if it was the price for longer than a month, it'd be still whatever. I have so many comics that are like still fifteen cents, still twenty five cents, still fifty cents. <laughs> it's so, I have so many books that's like still however much. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think I'm still talking about it. I was trying to end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't All right, know. So uh, you'll have to figure out an ending point. The shop yeah. still twenty five cents. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll probably change the price every time. <laughs> Ooh, hey. Movie flip.